Hi, everybody. KT here. And Susie, you think everyone's opened their CD at Alliant? If they're smart, KT, they did. I hope so, because who wants to miss a 12 to 17 month CD and get 5.4% interest? Unbelievable. And if they have $75,000 or more, they can get 5.45%. Fabulous. So I hope all of you go to myalliant.com and do what, KT? Just look for Susie. This episode of Women and Money was recorded on August 29th, 2019, just as Susie was preparing to evacuate her home in the Bahamas for Hurricane Dorian. Now we want you to know that Susie and KT did get out safely and they are doing fine. They send their prayers to everyone who was affected by the devastation in the Bahamas and also send their prayers to those who are in the path of the storm should Dorian make landfall on the East Coast. Now on next Thursday's episode, Susie will update you on how her evacuation went. But please listen to today's show as Susie talks in detail about the need to prepare. Thank you. Susie Orman here, and you are listening to the Women in Money podcast. Now this is not your ordinary money podcast, for there is nothing that I do that is ordinary. So if you want to be the powerful woman that you were born to be in every aspect of your life, then you have come to the right place. We are strong. We are wise. We will not apologize. We are here. We will thrive. Together we will rise. With a little bit of faith and everything it takes. We are strong. We are wise. Together. So as I sit here about to do this podcast, I'm waiting for a hurricane category four to come in right in front of where I live in Florida, as well as go over my island house where I really live full time in the Bahamas. So it is very possible, it is very possible that I may lose the remaining two homes that I have And then I always ask myself, then what will I do? And what's interesting about that is that when you know your homes are threatened, you have to gather things. You have to make sure everything's prepared. You have to button down everything so that nothing flies away, nothing breaks your windows. You have to do all kinds of things that you would never think of. And what's interesting as well is what happens between me and KT when something like this happens. Because I'm there going, you know, KT, I'm looking, and if you don't know who KT is, where have you been? You're just going to have to figure it out. She's my spouse. I love telling everybody about KT. So I'm saying to KT, KT, there's this storm that's thousands of miles away, but I have a feeling that it's going to come to us. What should we do? And KT says, don't worry about it, Susie. It's not going to happen. A few days later, I go, KT, it's getting closer, and I really don't have a good feeling about this. I don't know, Susie. I just I just think it will be okay. It's, it's not going to come here. It's not going to bother us. Don't worry about it. Now it's coming closer and closer and closer, And I'm seeing that it is developing. And so the man who lives with us to take care of, 
you know, our property and things like that because, you know, we are older now and we need help and we love him. His name is Columbia. He's like our son. He's been with us now for three years. I start telling Columbia, I want you to take in all the furniture. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. I want you to do this and I want you to do that. And KT behind my back says to Columbia, Columbia, you don't have to do that. It's not going to come in. Why don't we just wait? Just wait. Don't take off the gates. Don't do this. Don't do that. It's so much work, Columbia. It's really just, let's wait. And then I'm looking at Columbia the next day. I go, why haven't you done anything I've asked you to do? This is because KT told me not to do it. I'm like, what? What? It's coming, Columbia. It's going to come. We live in the Bahamas on this tiny little island. You don't have time not to do this. You have to do it now. And then we have this little boat. You know, we go fishing all the time. And for insurance to cover the boat, it has to be brought back to Florida and put in a hurricane-proof building, rated number five for hurricanes, Otherwise, if something happens to it, the insurance doesn't pay. And I say to KT, you think we should take the boat back? No, Susie, it'll be fine. Just put it on the trailer. It's not a big deal. We'll find a place to put it. We really don't need to be doing any of this. And at this point, now the storm is just a tropical depression. Maybe it's going to be a tropical storm. My niece, Alexis, writes me and says, are you worried about this storm? I'm like, well, I guess not. I'm looking at it and it's just a tropical depression. Maybe it's going to be a tropical storm, but I think we'll be okay. And then I watch it strengthening and strengthening. I'm like, what am I, crazy? And I'm asking everybody on the island, is this going to be a storm? Do we have to worry about this? Is it going to turn into a hurricane? And all these people are saying to me, no, Susie, it's not. Don't worry about it. Just stay cool. All right. And I'm believing them, even though in my gut, I know every one of them is wrong, including Miss Travis. And then three or four days ago, I hit the ceiling. It's not pretty when Susie Orman hits the ceiling. You can imagine. And I'm like, Columbia, either you do what I tell you to do or or you're going to get fired. I'm going to fire you right on the spot. You have got to listen to me. This is going to change and blah, 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 blah. And now the boat is on the trailer. He shows me a picture of where it is and everything. And I'm like, no, no, this isn't good. And so I call somebody and I say to them, can you please take our boat over to Florida and put it in the hurricane shelter? Because we now have already left the island because I have to be tomorrow in New Orleans. So I'm recording this now on Thursday, August 29th. And on August 30th, I need to be in New Orleans to give a talk. And so I had to leave the island. So now, what am I doing? I'm having somebody go all the way. I have to fly them all the way over to the island to pick up the boat and bring it all the way back. And now it's in its hurricane shelter where it always should have been, where I myself could have taken it over if I had just listened to my own gut. 
Now this storm is turning into not a tropical depression or a tropical storm or a hurricane one or hurricane two or a major hurricane three. It is going to enter as a hurricane four, which will absolutely, whatever it's in its path, it's not going to be good. And then I find it so strange, and I'm telling you this story, by the way, because I'm going to make a point about this, about money and you and trusting your gut and how you think about things and how you always think everything's going to be okay, even when you know it's not. But I'll get to that in a second. And so what's strange is everybody's hoping, oh, please go north, go north, keep heading this way, keep doing this so that our homes are protected, our lives are protected. And how strange is that, that to protect ourselves, it's almost like we're hoping that somebody else gets it and not us. And I don't know, I just feel crazy about that. I feel like, you know, wherever that thing is supposed to hit, let it hit. And that not wanting something bad for somebody else so something good can happen for us. So we will be leaving tomorrow. We will go to New Orleans. And from New Orleans, rather than coming back to Florida, I'll go on to my next speaking engagement, which is until September 5th. But I want to be there, and there's no way I would be able to get there with this storm coming in. So it's my responsibility to get there to make sure that I can show up and do what I'm being paid to do. So... Why am I telling you this? Because it is essential that when you feel something, you have to act on it. You have to prepare for the worst, but hope for the best. You have to make sure that your entire financial act is together, just like I have to make sure that my entire hurricane plan is absolutely together and I take action on it. And I don't care if it doesn't come in here. I don't care if all that work had to be done and all this thing with the boat and this and that. I did what I needed to do just in case something was to go wrong. And the question that now I'm asking you on this Ask Susie Anything Day is, do you do that? Do you? Do you make sure that you have protected your family in every possible way just in case something goes wrong? Do you make sure that you have protected yourself, financially speaking, if something goes wrong with you? Do you take the right precautions? Do you have the right insurance in place? Do you have a will? Do you have a trust? Do you know where your insurance policies are? I'm leaving tomorrow. And when I come home, my home with all my paperwork in it may not be here. So when I leave, I take my little gold box that you always see me telling all of you that you should purchase because it's waterproof, it's safe and sound, but in it is my will, is my trust, my insurance papers, my marriage certificate, everything that I need access to if something were to happen, even extra cash. Because when things go wrong, you can't go to the ATM. Electricity doesn't happen. You can't get money out, so you have to have money in case something does go wrong. And what's interesting about that 
is that I now get to take all that paperwork with me. And if I come home and this house is no longer standing, the condo is no longer here, whatever it may be, I at least am prepared to be able to contact my insurance company, to know what I'm protected about. And you're thinking, oh, well, all that's on my computer. Well, what happens if your computer's gone? Is everything really backed up? Are you doing what you need to do to protect your family? Do you have flood insurance? Do you have hurricane insurance? Do you have earthquake insurance? Do you even know what you have? And your cars. Have you ever thought about what happens to your cars when floods come in? Because I live right on the ocean. And it is probable even if the hurricane doesn't hit me, the seas are going to rise and we could have floods come in, water. And I'm not trying to be depressing here. I am just trying to be realistic when I'm having a nervous breakdown because I possibly may lose the two places that we live. But that's fine. If that's what I have to deal with in life, I'm going to deal with it. Because you know what my mantra is? That I am a warrior and I am not going to turn my back on the battlefield. And if that happens to me, I'm going to learn whatever lesson I need to learn from it. And I want you to take that mantra as your mantra as well. When it comes to every aspect of your life, maybe you're listening to this and you're on the Florida coast or in North Carolina, South Carolina, in Georgia, and maybe you're going to have to experience that. Or... You have your own financial hurricane coming in and you can't pay your bills. You don't know what to do. You stop me when you see me and go, Susie, I have $30,000 of medical debt that I haven't been able to pay forever for the last baby I have. And now I'm having another baby. Should I claim bankruptcy? You have to know and have the right attitude because when things go wrong, you lose your home, you lose your money. You have got to find the blessing in it. You cannot let it jar you. You have to become that warrior and not turn your back on the battlefield. What is the goal of this podcast is so for you to become a smart, strong, and secure woman. And to do that, you have to have the mind to do that. You have to have this warrior spirit that no matter what comes your way, you are going to do it. You know, I'll never forget when I first became a stockbroker When you become a stockbroker, you have to pass what's called a Series 7 exam. And it's really difficult. You spend six months studying for it. And I didn't really want to be a stockbroker. Remember the story. I was a waitress. The customers gave me $50,000 to open up my own restaurant. It's really the only thing I ever wanted to do. I loved being a waitress more than life itself. I wanted to be just like Helen. Helen, who at the time had worked at the Buttercup Bakery for like 24 years, had red hair. It was in a beehive, smoked a cigarette. And I thought she was the greatest woman I had ever met in my life. And I still do one of them for sure. Because she knew her own thoughts. She knew who she was. And she was so happy being a waitress. She didn't have to be anything else. She defined her life. What she did did not define her life. So all I wanted to do was to be a waitress. And when all those customers gave me $50,000 and I gave it to Merrill Lynch and the broker lost it, now I needed to do something rather than make $400 a month. So now I go to get that job at Merrill Lynch. You'll listen to one of the podcasts and you'll hear the story about how that happened. But anyway, I didn't really want to be doing that. 
So I didn't really study. I didn't really care. Even though as time was going on, I was liking it. So six months later, when I find myself in New York and I have to take the Series 7 exam, I flunked it the first time. There were like four or five of us that flunked it, maybe 60 people that passed it. But I was one of the ones that flunked it. Now, I'm not good at reading. You know I'm dyslexic. All these things. And it was just hard for me. I got the concept. But I never scored well on exams ever in my life. Now I'm there going, whoa, I have one week. They're going to give me one week to take this exam again. And that's when I came up with this mantra, I'm a warrior and I'm not going to turn my back on the battlefield. And I studied because that's when I decided I do want this. I want this to happen. I can make this happen. I just have to give it my all because I hadn't given it my all before. And I passed which is one of the reasons that I'm sitting here in front of you now. But what is the point of what I am saying? I want you to not be like Katie, that always is thinking, it's okay, I don't have to deal with it later. And yeah, we had a serious argument over it. But that's all right, because I love her more than life itself. And it's just her nature. Katie is so good. She's so good. And the truth is we never fight. But, you know, we can argue about things because I'm just as strong-headed as she is. And I was like, KT, when I'm in a situation knowing that we have to make a decision together, I need you not to be afraid to face the truth. I need you not to think everything's okay and therefore we don't do anything. I need you to help me and make decisions with me. So there are so many reasons for this podcast. It's so that you gather your strength and you face any financial hurricane that's out there, but that you make sure you do everything you need to do today to protect your tomorrows. Everything. You get that will and trust that I've been talking to you about. You make sure you have the right type of insurance in place. You make sure that your insurance covers you for disasters that may come your way. You make sure that you're in the right retirement plan and that you're investing in the right mutual fund stocks and ETFs. You make sure that some financial advisor isn't telling you that something's going to happen and it's going to be great and I guarantee you X amount of money on you. You make sure of everything. You check, double check, and I want you to be clear and crystal clear because I don't want any financial hurricane to destroy your financial home. I want you to be secure. I want you to be those warriors. And I also want you to have a really great relationship so that if you're with somebody, if you're with somebody that isn't being strong with you, you talk with them and you tell them what it is that you absolutely need. If you happen to be listening to this and you are in hurricanes in the future or whatever, make sure you have gathered all your must-have documents, all your paperwork, everything that you need, so that if you ever have to evacuate or go, you are going with everything you need to have. So this podcast you are listening to was recorded for the September 5th, 2019 podcast. And the one after that 
obviously, is September 8th, that's Sunday, and normally I do stories, I do all kinds of things then, but here's our problem. I'm leaving, and I don't know when I'm going to be able to come back to my little studio to record these. So, therefore, I've decided, and if you'll bear with me, and by the way, for those of you, and I think, Tanya, you're one of them, that I said that I would be answering your questions on today's podcast, September 5th. Please bear with me. I'll try to do it for September 12th, all right? So stick with me. I usually keep my word, but this time I'm just postponing it a little bit, all right? But I don't want you to think I forgot you. But coming up this Sunday, we're going to hear from Tiffany. And Tiffany is another one of those incredible women who have survived domestic violence. She is a survivor. That is how she refers to herself. So I just want to read just a little bit, a little bit, all right, about her story. Because it's so incredible. Really, she is, she's a 28 years old. She has a nine-year-old daughter, a six-year-old son, and currently she is divorced. But here's what she says in her own words. In addition to all the emotional and financial abuse, I also suffered from financial abuse with my ex-husband. It started about three months after we moved together. We were living in Florida. At that time, I did not have my green card. Therefore, I was working off the books, just barely making $80 per week. He wanted to be in control of everything, including my only $80, so he spent it for himself mostly to buy weed. After a year, I found new employment and was bringing in a higher income. When my son was born, I started hiding some money from my husband. I knew I needed money in order to plan my escape. I saved for two months. One day, I wanted to go out with my friend. My husband was asking for more money. I told him that I didn't have any. While I was taking a shower, he searched and found the money that I had saved. He not only took all my money, but also ripped my clothes so I could not go out. He left the house for two days. During those two days, I didn't have any money even to buy milk for my child. And it goes on from there. It's a fascinating story. I hope really, really that you listen to it because these women deserve to be heard. The topic of financial abuse needs to be known. And we need to put an end to it. So wish me luck. Wish everybody in the path of the hurricane luck. May nobody suffer, even though I know that that's not going to be the outcome for many. But at least we can hope for the best because hopefully everyone has planned for the worst. See you soon.
Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman is acting as a certified financial planner, advisor, a certified financial analyst, an economist, CPA, accountant, or lawyer. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman make any recommendations as to any specific securities or investments. All content contained in this podcast is for informational and general purposes only and does not constitute financial accounting or legal advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and financial advisors regarding your particular situation. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman accepts any responsibility for any losses which may arise from accessing or reliance on information in this podcast. And to the fullest extent permitted by law, we exclude all liability for loss, damages, direct or indirect, arising from the use of this information. The must-have documents discussed in this podcast are legal documents created by a lawyer and distributed by Hay House.